Wave Award is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 or older. Wild Card Weekend or Super Wild Card Weekend was filled with surprises, I would say, but mostly good ones unless you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, then maybe not so good. But overall, it was pretty good to us for our fantasy postseason teams. Eddie, I feel hopeful, and we're going to continue to work on those teams on today's episode. But first, you know, I just got to start like your reactions to Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, um, you know, not the most exciting wild card weekend. Uh, I'm also hoping fingers crossed. That means that our divisional round um, next week, and we're going to have an all timer. I really, I really hope we get some exciting football. Really the only game that was close was the Lions Rams games. And uh, I'll tip my hat to Lions first playoff victory, 32 years. Uh, my, my biggest takeaway is really coming, you know, this is a fantasy podcast. Uh, I, I guess for us uh, in the fantasy community, not that we really were doubting CJ Stroud to begin with, or thought it was just like a one-off regular season where he was going to be good. But I think now after what he did to that defense, we're like, great, there we go. Another quarterback, definitely draftable in uh, 10 to 12 team leagues. And then, the game, uh, unfortunately for you, Jordan Love, same thing. It's like this this yeah. organization, the Packers, going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. It's like they can't miss on quarterbacks, and he looked outstanding. In fact, I thought that score would have been the score, but like the reverse. I thought the your your Cowboys would have uh, won that yeah. one. But now we we go into next fantasy football season, going all right. Well, there's two extra studs now, a quarterback. And which is a good thing because it was a pretty iffy year for quarterbacks, as we talked about week yeah. after week. So, um, yeah, those are my two big takeaways. And I actually, you know what, though, the biggest one, and this is probably the one thing that will make us both happy together. The Eagles collapse is really one of the weirdest um, seasons in NFL history. I was texting with Dave and Hench last night about it. And it's like, I remember the Giants season when the Giants were, um, I think they were 11 and one uh, the year after the Super Bowl. They were one of the best teams in the NFL, like top defense, top uh, scoring offense. And then Plaxico Burris uh, shoots himself in the leg. Everyone knows about that story. And then the Giants crumbled and they were a one and done in the playoffs. They lost in the first round. And I feel like this Eagles team, they didn't really have that sort of um, incident, but Going from the Super Bowl uh, where they were, where everyone thought they could be right back in there. I did pick them to win the Super Bowl, start off 10 and one. A lot of people are kind of poo pooing their wins. And then just to fizzle out the way they did losing uh, was like six of their last seven games, losing to the Giants and a bunch of other bad teams. And then just getting demolished by the Buccaneers, who, frankly, we didn't really talk about that much this year in a pretty lowly NFC South. So uh, outside of the, the two big quarterback play, I, I have to say that the Eagles really disappointing season was just a shock to everyone. And it's there's just so much negativity going on there. I would not be shocked. Um, as crazy it sounds if they do move on from Nick Sirianni in the coming days. I think it is time to reconsider Sirianni. Just We talked about this a little last week on the pod. It just feels like the vibe is wrong. And I don't really think it's a Jalen Hurts problem, but just watching them play. I mean, it was hard to pick the Bucks For me, I did pick uh, Philadelphia to cover because I was like, okay, they kind of limped into the postseason. They kind of fell in backward. Um, I think ultimately the Philadelphia Eagles will rally. But then like as news came out that AJ Brown wasn't going to play and all of that, I started to feel kind of gross about it in my stomach. I was like, oh my gosh, I think this could be a Tampa upset. They're at home and you just never know. And they have all these talented receivers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it, so it's very interesting. And of course, next weekend for fantasy purposes, Baker Mayfield has the best matchup of all the quarterbacks, right? It's easy yeah. to pass on the Rams. 
so we, uh, it, this could be interesting. Do you think the Bucks could pull off the upset of the Lions? I think it's definitely possible. Um, like their, their pasty is not that uh, strong, as you pointed out. I do feel like that place will be crazy. Obviously, their first play of victory in 32 seasons. But what also is scary is like that Baker, a first overall pick. And I think this has been going on on Twitter that like he's playing with the attitude of uh, like an undrafted free agent or like a late round pick. Like right. he has a sort of edge to him. Um, he is banged up, but he still made plays when he had to. I mean, that was like the most effortless victory ever. The game was over like right with a few minutes in the first quarter. The Eagles had really no drive whatsoever outside of a, bu- a few big plays from Devontae Smith, but they just seemed out of it. The, they just seem like they're not in a good place right now. Um, I do think it'll be a, uh, a tougher matchup, obviously for the Buccaneers than being at home versus a, a team that yeah. was reeling. But um, I think Baker will keep a minute. And I think as long as you have, you know, big Mike Evans and Goblin, the other guys on their roster, um, it's going to be a tough matchup for the Lions. So I think we're going to have another high scoring game um, right now. I'm unsure which way I'm leaning, but um, it, it, it should be a fun. Like I said, I'm, I'm just hoping for some close football, some really exciting games because we were robbed of that uh, in week one of these playoffs. And circling back to the previous conversation about CJ Stroud and Jordan Love, mm-hmm. you know, we talked last week on the podcast, like, who were we favoring between Browns and Texans? And I said, right now I'm favoring the Browns, but then the more, the closer it got, I ended up going with the Texans mm-hmm. plus two and a half plus the points. I wasn't sure they could win it, but I felt like, you know, with Noah Brown back and with Robert Woods, there was suddenly two more threats. And then Will Anderson's healthy. And I just felt like at home, they hadn't, again, the, this is a team playing with house money. Yep. No one expected them to be anything, which is why I think we should be scared as if you're, you know, a Ravens fan for next weekend. Um, uh, totally. <laughs> I, I think I think Baltimore, the worst case scenario happened for Baltimore. Um, I think Baltimore would have much rather played the Browns, an individual opponent. You know them a little oh, yeah, bit more. Definitely. And then you see, you know, it's one thing if the Texans won that game like 16-13 and it was like some fumbles, special teams or a defensive touchdown. It wasn't that. It was a schlacking of that Browns defense that is very good uh, right up there with the Ravens defense and, and Stroud had no problem whatsoever carving them up. So now the Ravens are like, man, is the rust factor going to happen in like, cause they haven't played, haven't played in a while. They basically bench a lot of their starters and you're getting a hot CJ Stroud right now with that young receiving core uh, last thing that the Ravens wanted. And if I had to pick a lean right now, they're probably getting a, a ton of points. I could check what it is. Um, nine and a half. Um, nine and a half points. I, I think you're a fool to, to lay those points. With the I, Ravens. Do, I do too. Now, of course these two teams faced off in week one and the Ravens won. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a completely different situation. That was CJ Stroud's first game. And there was not a lot of scoring in it, period. Not even for Lamar on that side. So it just wasn't a big game. Lamar was held to 38 rushing yards. You know, I think this is totally different. And here's one of the reasons I kept coming back to the Texans plus the points this weekend, which is part of why I'm coming back to it with the Ravens is I think D'Amico Ryan's is really smart and you have a defensive minded coach. And we saw this last night with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? You have a defensive minded coach. He figured out, we saw him do it in the Super Bowl versus, you know, the Chiefs. He figured out how to stop the Eagles and how to stop Jalen Hurts. He figured out how to stop the tush push. The answer is Vita Vea, by the way. Um, So when they don't have that extra skill in their pocket, they suddenly don't look so hot. He figured out how to do that. They figured out how to do that. I think D'Amico Ryans can do the same thing. He did see the Ravens in week one. He did play them once, okay, without a completely healthy team. And 
I think he's smart and I think he's going to find it a challenge to solve Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying they win. But I think they keep it with the points. And for fantasy purposes, imagine Tank Dell in this offense. I know. I know. I mean, come on. Now, going to Jordan Love, the reason I picked the Packers plus the points, which hurt me, um, is because I saw how poorly Dan Quinn's defense had done versus Kyle Shanahan tree coaches. And he just didn't seem to have answers. And it made me nervous. And Mike McCarthy clock management made me nervous. And the fact that Jordan Love doesn't have a favorite receiver, which actually makes the Packers really hard to bet on and really hard to bet player props on because you just don't know who it's going to be from week to week. So it's great for your fantasy overall, probably for Jordan Love, but good on us, Eddie. We had Aaron Jones. We did. We did. And he, and we talked about this on the pod. We thought he might tear up those small Dallas linebackers. And he did. Yeah. Was a beast game. I, you know, the Packers, um, what an even, what a balanced offensive attack they had, like obviously on the ground with Aaron Jones, like you mentioned, Jen, Jordan love just, you know, spreading the ball around like it, with the, the, he's throwing to a bunch of different receivers, throwing to two different tight ends. It doesn't matter. That to me shows a lot of uh, experience, a lot of growth. Like he's going through his progressions going, all right, this guy's not open. I don't care if he's my top target. I'm not going to force to him. I'm going to go to the guy number two, guy number three. Um, again, like he, we got to feel really good about Jordan love going forward. So that game to me was a, um, a total surprise in the sense that I at least did think that the Cowboys would have scored more early, not the garbage time points. Yes. The game, the score well, was a lot closer than it should have been. Um, but there was a chance the defense could have slipped up. I thought, I thought at least, but um, yes. I, again, hats off to, to Jordan love and, and Aaron Jones making his life a whole heck of a lot easier. I thought the Cowboys would probably win the game, but it would be close, which is why I took right. the points. I did not think this would happen, but what made me nervous is as soon as that coin toss happened, and the Packers elected to receive. I was like, oh, no. Well, of course, of course, they've seen everything we mm -hmm. have, too. The Cowboys can't play from behind. If they score on this first drive, the game is over. That's how I thought. I was like, oh, no, we're screwed. We're not going to get out of it. And that's, you know, maybe my negativity of being a Cowboys fan for too long and having all these wounds. But basically, that's what happened. And, and, and you have a smart coach. So when you have a smart coach like that, that knows how to solve problems, which is why, by the way, it's going to be a very interesting game between the Packers and the Niners this week. And you have a balanced team, as you mentioned, that, that that's what you need. That's the recipe for mm -hmm. success. That first drive, uh, as you mentioned, was like an eight minute drive scoring touch. Like that's just like a huge thing to do. Take the ball out of this dynamic, uh, uh, you know, offensive hands like, you know, Dak, number one passing touchdowns leader, CeeDee Lamb, number one in the NFL in receptions. Like no matter what happened in that game, this offense all year long has been good. And at home, Dallas, I believe only in one game did not eclipse the 30 point mark. Most games are scoring 40 points at home. They are so good at home. So that's why it was a shock to me. But Green Bay doing that in, you know, in Jerry World, a long drive to start the game scoring. And um, it, it just it could not get more impressive, really, uh, to see what, you know, Jordan Love did with that team, what Aaron Jones did. Um, it should be a good game versus the 49ers. I'm not sure if the 49ers will be as susceptible to what Jordan Love was accomplishing, right. but uh, I probably right. am leaning. No, and Niners, I'm definitely picking Niners should win the game. Win. Um, yeah. But um, it's still a great learning curve, stepping stone for this youngest roster in the National Football League and the Green Bay Packers. And I guess they'll be there, you know, for the next uh, foreseeable future with another quarterback and, and, you know, green and yellow, who's good. Um, they're going to just terrorize in the NFC North. But I guess now the Lions are there too. But a uh, man, like those, that fan base has to be like, 
Oof, we did it again uh, from far to Rogers to love. Like we just find our way three decades straight of a great quarterback play. So again, hats off to that front office for finding Jordan love in the draft. The guy kind of unheralded and um, now he's going to be a mainstay here for the next decade. We'll be talking about him for the next decade in fantasy terms. So uh, again, that was a really impressive game. Can I say something that's really unpopular now? Sure. And I'm sure I'm going to get like a lot of crap about this. I'm over the lions and I'm not that excited for them. Sorry. Really? Hmm, yeah, okay. this whole storyline, I'm done. I'm done. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. Um, I, their fans, when they booed Matt Stafford, that was the last, that was it for me. When he came out and they were booing him, like you think Matt, Matt Stafford gave everything for you guys. You're just angry people. And so I just, fine. I mean, fine. I'm happy for them, but enough about this home win and blah, blah, blah. Like I'm over it, hmm. whatever. Just play good football. I actually don't, I don't, feel super excited for them anymore. I did. I loved them when I was watching Hard Knocks and the team they used to be, but now they've gotten a little chippy and I don't like it. It's kind of the way Sirianni did at the beginning. They're getting a little like the way Nick Sirianni was walking out of the tunnel. Sirianni became likable from the the, the get-go, whereas like Dan Campbell kind of came in and almost as like a joke when he's given those like, you know, biting the kneecap quotes, everyone seeing him in hard knocks. People like, oh, this guy's just full of platitudes. He's just like a meathead former player who's not going to really last there. And then everyone bought in and it worked. And that's kind of why I do like them because I'm I like that Dan Campbell proved people wrong. Um, it's pretty crazy. They go and make the trade. Obviously they bring in Jared Goff who was cast away from Los Angeles. They go in the Super Bowl with Stafford and Goff is seeing this guy that like he'll probably just be here as like the stopgap until the next quarterback. And nope, he gets them to the brink of the playoffs and gets them into the playoffs their first victory in 32 years, like I mentioned. And then plus this team was like drafting a running back in the first one of the high pick, drafting a middle linebacker, doing things the unconventional way that teams in the NFL don't do. Um, and they just found a way to make it work. And Amon Ra is a guy. It's so, so easy to root for the quarter breaking Ra. record. So, um, you know, they, like I, I've drafted an Aiden Hutchinson second overall, went to Michigan. Like story local line, I like sorry. a lot of, I like a lot of the, the pieces from the lines. I personally can't root for another football team. I like my giants, but I could see why people are buying into it. And I am happy for, for Dan Campbell, former giant. Yeah, I'm kind of over the um, the whole like, Jared Goff, you're good enough for Detroit. Come on, stop it. Stop perpetuating this storyline and milking that for so much attention. Just let Jared Goff be this. Whole, oh, yeah. It's funny because we, we both know, Jen, right. if, if he if they won over. six, if they won six or seven games this year, Goff is not the starting quarterback next season. That's the funny part about this. But yeah, I guess, I mean, winning cures everything. Come on. You're good enough for Detroit, Jared. Oh, come on. Stop trying to get your sound bites and get. Uh, but I am I'm with done. you. I am with you. The booing Matt Stafford to me makes zero sense. Booing like Matt if anything, Stafford. you should be booing the previous regimes for being miserable. Like and one also, of the worst drafting teams in NFL history. The Rams should have won that game for multiple reasons. Many of which involve Sean McVay's again. I don't know. I guess these, I guess just like if you're a singer on stage and you get nervous, same thing occasionally mm-hmm. happens with the head coach. We're like under pressure suddenly, like you can't make the best decisions, but there was some time mismanagement there and, and things like that. that was, I agree. And plus that Puka, that late throw, um, that PI, Definitely was his jersey was grabbed, arm around his waist, and then plus he was also hit late. Again, refs call everything in today's uh, game, as we know. It's strange to me how they don't call that. Again, who knows if the Rams call for what happened in Dallas, and there would have been some time left for the Lions to go down. The game still could have ended the same way. But if we're gonna call all this ticky tack DPI stuff and defensive holding stuff lately, um, you know, if I was a referee, I probably would have thrown the flag. Yeah, I think so. 
think we would have thrown a flag mm-hmm. there. Um, but anyway, so the, the Lions move on. Uh, I think the Niners are going to look good this week. Balanced attack should be fine. The Ravens are going to be interesting because I almost wonder if resting helps or hurts sometimes. And they've been resting for a couple weeks. So will they be in rhythm? Will they have Mark Andrews? These are questions we need answered personally. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay, everybody. We'll be right back after this quick break. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit Gambling Helpline MA.org. Michigan, call 1 800 270 7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1 800 Gambler or West Virginia, 1 800 Gambler.net, New York, call 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467 369. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Interestingly, Eddie and I are out in front in our extra points league um, contest. Let's see. What are the points? We have like 190, right? We Yes, we have uh, team waiver wire. Myself and Jen, 193. Nice big lead um, over Covered and Glory. This is pretty interesting. Covered and Glory in second place with 161 points, 161.95 points. So almost 162. Lemon Pepper Parlay, 161.1. Now um, they're only 0.8 behind them. What's very interesting about team Lemon Pepper Parlay and good job by Martin and Mark. This is kind yep. of a... Uh, 
a risky pick that paid off. They went with CJ Stroud as their quarterback. And by the way, for those listening, um, I did put out the rosters. Every roster is on the extra points, Twitter handle. So you can go see the rules and our, you know, kind of contest um, uh, outline. I, I posted on, I believe Saturday around the run kickoff time of the first game. So go track that down and find the rosters there. But um, every team besides on pepper parlay has at least one quarterback missing. We lost Jalen hurts and right. that brutal game, which, which hurts us. Um, we wanted to, have one quarterback in the AFC, one quarterback in the NFC. That strategy has worked for us in the past, but team LPP going with CJ Stroud and getting that win over the tough Browns defense or so we thought. Um, and then they, I believe they also have um, Lamar Jackson coming, which most teams Correct. do. We do not. Um, so but, every other team, but us has Lamar Jackson. So mm-hmm. here's our pathway to victory. Here's our pathway, Eddie. Mm-hmm. EJ Stroud beats the Ravens. If CJ Stroud beats the Ravens. Yeah, we're in good shape then we're crushing like we're good. It will just be basically Josh Allen versus CJ Stroud, which is good in that we have a bit of a, a lead, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, I, now, I, I, I did Pepper have going to have a quarterback no matter what. Right. After yeah. this week, yeah. the rest of us could be out completely. Yes. A possibility. Or if Josh Allen loses to Patrick Mahomes, you better not lose to Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen, you better not lose this game. Then we're in trouble. I um I didn't put this on our rundown because I wanted to get your um actual like in the moment response to it and you just brought him up Josh Allen our quarterback uh you know that game it it, it I wasn't really convinced the build of the team looked great but Josh Allen just he just finds a way like that run. He had that massive run, just going through bulldozing guys every like third and short, just kind of, he converts when he has to just scrambles, finds a play. The, 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 the Steelers were sending guys on blitzes. They're sending DBs on blitzes. It's like they hit him and it's like, he didn't even feel it. And I'm like, I thought in that moment, I'm like, man, this, this Bill's team, they may go on the run. And I know there's 11 guys on the field at a time for a team, but Josh Allen is the team. Like I've never seen this happen in recent memory where he's just doing everything. We knew that, which is why we picked Josh Allen. And I was so shocked when I saw everybody's team and nobody else took Josh Allen. I couldn't believe it because I was like, do they realize he's like the fantasy one all season? And instead they were taking Stefan Diggs and James Cook. And I'm thinking, yeah. I don't, I don't see them com- like it's not like they're it's not like Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy uh-huh. to me, or even Aaron Jones and Jordan Luck. You know, I thought those could possibly, but but like James, he hasn't even been connecting with Diggs at all. And Cook is either really hot or really cold, and he uh-huh. fumbles the ball a lot. Yep. So I just and I understand that Allen throws a lot of picks, but he also rushes in touchdowns himself all the time, which is extra points. So I was really surprised and very pleased with that choice. And our other debate was, and this is where we're going to find out if we chose wrong. I think this is what it's kind of come down to. We debated should, instead of Jalen hurts, we start Lamar Mm -hmm. and Dallas Goddard who did score a touchdown. Yeah. Or should we roll the dice with Mark Andrews and hope that if Lamar Jackson is throwing touchdowns, he's throwing them too. Mark Andrews. Yeah. I mean, our, I, I thought the Eagles were going to win. I did not believe in this all time collapse. that was going to happen. I did not think it was possible for a team loaded with superstars that was in that really could have won the Super Bowl last year. If we're yeah. being honest, um, start up the season 10 and one, I just thought Jalen hurts not to the level of what Josh Allen's doing, but can do it all. And, and I, even with AJ Brown out, I'm like, there's still enough there. 
Um, I thought they would have beat the, the 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 Buccaneers, and I thought that if they had the chance to play the Lions again with a bad pass defense and AJ Brown got healthy, I'm like, we're gonna get two potentially three games out of Hurts, and a separate, and we won't lose him like we may lose, um, you know, having two AFC quarterbacks. So I I know we we took a gamble, it did not pay off. Luckily, Josh Allen's playing so well, and the rest of our team's playing so well, we're still gonna be in it. Um, yeah. but and, and and you know what, like. These playoffs so far have been kind of wacky. Um, it was tough to pick them against the spread. Um, as a as a network, we did not do so great. You did, Jen, but as a network, we did not do so great. I was sure I was going to sweep, man, coming into Monday morning. And but then when they moved to that game, I felt less confident. Yeah. I think we again we all picked the Steelers and we thought they were going to be high wins. Yeah, exactly. Bad win, snow game for sure. Um, but it, really, what this this I think. As crazy as it sounds for our uh, extra points postseason league, like I, I do think this play of CJ Stroud will really decide it because if it's Stroud yeah. goes off yeah. and beats the Ravens, that really hurts every other team. And it, yep. and it, but then it keeps Lemon Pepper Parley in it, which is going to be yep. our the the two the two race uh, two team race here between us and them. Um, if Stroud has some more magic left in him and upends this great Baltimore team with the future MVP Lamar Jackson, then it's going to be very shocking and should be a really interesting finish. But yeah, our gamble with the Eagles, uh, I guess did not pay off. No, but that being said, we still, as you said, have a 30 point lead. So maybe ultimately did cause it got all the other pieces in the right place. We'll right. see. And if Lamar Jackson gets eliminated next week, there may be no difference. Exactly. Right. right? Yeah. So we knew that we wanted a quarterback, um, that we thought had the potential, you know, like we knew we'd get at least one more chance to keep going, right? Like, you know, Lamar and Brock are only going to get, even if they make it to the Super Bowl, three games. Mm -hmm. Whereas if Jalen Hurts made it all the way there, he would get four games. Yep. So it was worth the, it was worth the risk, I think. Um, but we'll find out ultimately, won't we? Yeah, I, 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 Look, the quarterback play this whole entire year has kind of been the theme of this fantasy season is struggling quarterback play um, or surprising quarterback play. And and luckily, like we have one guy who, you know, could have been the fantasy MVP and uh, at least for the quarterback positions playing so well, we're going to survive. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't feel strongly either way really about this Ravens Texans game. So uh, in a weird way, I'm glad we don't have Lamar Jackson. So I don't feel as bad about that because again like right. the, the team coming in so hot that ha that's playing with house money has nothing to lose a young roster um and a great head coach with a defensive mind so th there there could be some real you know shocks here um and then you know th which ultimately will help our team going forward do you feel like there's anything from this wild card weekend other than what we mentioned that's important to remember for fantasy next season Hmm. Um, well, the big, the big takeaway, like I mentioned, the two, the, the quarterback play Laporta injured comes in, still scores a touchdown. Like he's going to be a right. rock solid guy um, yeah. next, next year. Um, I feel like, you know, I liked how, you know, if Aaron Jones is another big game yeah, versus another uh, versus the San Francisco 49ers defense, it shows that like if, Defenses now respect Jordan Love. Aaron Jones will continue to have um, a very good, uh, you know, season going forward next year. Um, is is Puka really is is Puka outclassed Cooper Cup now? Is he now the guy? Uh, it's, it feels like that. I mean, Nico Collins is going to be skyrocketing for for next year in terms of where he's going to be drafted. Um, you know, I the big question mark is what's going to happen in Dallas because I still think Dak is. Uh, Dak is a great quarterback, led the league in touchdown pass. Like I mentioned, CD lamb, obviously that's a guy that's going to be, you know, probably a first round, the, the worst early second round pick of how good he's been. 
like what's going to go on there because like that if that duo stays the same i like it but i feel like something has to change going forward I don't think anything changes as far as Dak and CD. Like people are saying, is this a quarterback problem? But you look around the league and what other quarterback are you going to get? No. Okay. Like yeah. you're not going to, you're not in the spot to draft one. Uh, who are you going to make a trade with? You, you know, Joe Flacco can only make so many trips off the couch. You know, I, you know, you're not going to go backwards. I think what Dallas needs to do though, I doubt they will is get a coach that has more of an edge. And even as much as I said, I was kind of over the lions, but like a Dan Campbell, like coach mm-hmm. or a Mike McDaniel, like coach, as we've talked about before, sure. this, you know, he knows how to use play action and it is interesting and young. And I think they tried to do that with combining Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy. And that didn't work. I think they need to, as nice as I've heard Mike McCarthy is they're stuck in a purgatory of being able to win 12 games every season and then go no further. And that's just so frustrating. Mm -hmm. The dolphins might be in the same spot, by the way. Um, But so something has to be done. And uh, I don't think it's actually getting rid of Dak. I, I think we've seen enough talent from Dak that if he's coached the right way and has the right person, like what if he was playing for Kyle Shanahan or Matt LaFleur, look how much he's done for his quarterbacks. Totally with you. I, I, I the best point is you're not going to find a replacement that's better. So I no. think you got I think it probably is more of a coaching thing. Uh, I think weirdly, you know, in fantasy, for next season, like this kind of wild card round has left us a lot more questions of like the sure things like is Jalen hurts a sure thing. Like Kelsey retired. Mm-hmm. Like that's his guy is Lane Johnson. Who knows? Like they're going to go through a lot of changes on, on that squad. Um, what's going on in Pittsburgh is Tom also going to be the head coach. I know there's some rumors today that he's going to coach next season, uh, but their quarterback issue, like what's going to happen there is Mason Roof now going to challenge Kenny Pickett. Um, so there's a lot of things going on after this, this first round that we have to think about it's Like, I guess Baker proves himself that he's going to be the guy in Tampa Bay next year too. So now is Baker kind of back on the radar again, fantasy. So there's a lot of um, a lot of the, the shore things are now questioned and a lot of guys on the rise. Like I mentioned, those the young quarterbacks and now Baker. So it, in a way, um, it was a very interesting fantasy weekend for us. Um, and, you know, now we'll see next week. I'm just hoping these uh, these games are a little bit closer because I, I hate having the to watch this garbage time for pretty much the entire fourth quarter of these games. Yeah, I hear you. OK, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. Okay. Now we've talked a lot about our extra points fantasy postseason team, but we have another postseason team that's over at NFC and we get to replace some players on mm-hmm. that one because we lost a few. We knew we would. We planned on that. That was part of our plan. Uh, so let's open up that roster and see what we have there. We actually still have two quarterbacks this week that are going to get double points, which yep. is really encouraging because we have Josh Allen, who's got his second week of play. And because we chose Lamar Jackson, we get double points this week for whatever he does. So we're okay there. Great. Running back, we have Christian McCaffrey and we have who get double points and mm-hmm. Isaiah Pacheco who get mm-hmm. double points. Then we have a running back slot where we lost Mostert. We lost Lamb in a flex. Mm-hmm. We lost Nakua in a flex. We lost Omari Cooper in a flex and we lost the Pittsburgh Steelers as defense. So we have a running back, three flex spots and a defense to replace this week. Eddie, how you feeling? Um, 
you know, uh, even if we lost guys like Puka, a phenomenal game. C Lamb was, you know, was pretty good. So I don't, I don't feel bad about those choices. Yeah. Um, I, I got to feel really good about the multipliers. Uh, Amon Rob, obviously, and yes. um, and Pacheco's been playing really well. I think they will, um, you know, use a lot of him. And then obviously we haven't even seen what of what Lamar and Josh Allen could do. And then, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson and uh, Christian McCaffrey. And then having Josh Allen, we talked about ad nauseum. He's been phenomenal. So I like the core of our team right now that's still left Mike Evans too um I forgot about him down in the the flex spot there so like there's a lot left of of what I like um in terms of what we could replace with I mean we did talk a lot about um Aaron Jones is that a smart play versus the 49ers who really knows I guess we have to think outside of the box in this league a little bit different than the other ones um you know and the flex spot too we could put in a tight end that isn't worth putting in Laporta maybe now that we know he's healthy we could do something like that um uh, Nico Collins too, obviously, but you know, again, Baltimore's defense, it just depends on how risky we want to be with teams that, you know, have historically good defenses, but do we want to kind of, you know, pull lemon pepper parlay and pick the, uh, the wild card here, so to speak. Right. So we might need to at this point just mm-hmm. to like accumulate points with the tournament this big, as far as running backs go, I feel like, so we could go Aaron Jones, as you said, which is a pretty mm-hmm. solid play, but a tough defense. And we're not sure he'll, they'll get past. We, we don't think they'll get past the Niners. So mm-hmm. it would be a one week play. We've already got Christian McCaffrey. Is there another team that you feel confident is going to advance? I mean, the Lions have two running backs, um, which kind of mm-hmm. hurts in a way because you have to basically flip Pick. a coin. Um, and uh. I, I would be leaning Lions at home over Tampa Bay. But again, that just makes it more difficult because of the the there's two running backs there. Those ones kind of the ones that like stick out. Um, Let me I, offer this suggestion. OK, what about if we think that there's a possibility that the Bucks could pull off an upset? And Rashad White. Rashad White. Yeah, I mean, uh, if if we feel confident in the Bucks, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that could be a play. I don't know how confident we feel. Otherwise, I think the play is to take another Lion because if we feel confident that they're going to advance. Me, I, I, I wish... Um, I I guess I mean like, look I picked the Eagles to win so I obviously didn't have a lot of confidence in the Bucks I did pick the Rams to cover the Rams gave them a hell of a game uh, I feel better about the the Lions advancing over the Bucks that being yeah. said like this I mean plus, I do too so I would be okay with more Lions and more Buccaneers um, especially at home I, I my issue more so is like are we going to pick the right one like is it is it Gibbs or is it Montgomery um you know it looks like Gibbs had more points a few more points than Montgomery too but Montgomery you know does score touchdowns he does you know kind of vulture in, in that area so it's it, it's that's the, the issue uh and plus there's not a, a ton of great uh options left um outside of Aaron Jones who had a, a, an insane wild card round yeah I mean we could go for Oh, we can't. I mean, I'm trying to see like who's even eligible. So there's also rules about how many you can roster from each Mm -hmm. team. Right. So we can't roster right now. Another Raven, I believe is how this works. So we have to choose from teams that have already been eliminated. I mean, sorry, that have already been through the first round Mm -hmm. to add. So I think it basically comes down to Aaron Jones, one of the two Detroits or Rashad White. Um, I don't think actually, yeah, Rashad White, I don't think we should use Singletary in this situation, even though I think it's an okay matchup. 
I think I'd rather put Nico Collins in there. I'm I'm with you on that. I definitely lean for the defense. Even yeah. I actually think that it's one of the lower totals on the slate. I wouldn't be opposed to taking the Houston. I mean, I don't think they're going to pee last week, but I feel like it's possible they could get a pick. They're really hot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as wide receiver tight end, like who's really talented that we haven't used yet? Rasheed Rice hit a big yeah. game. Nico Collins, we're without. That's a pretty big one that we might like. Um, Travis Kelsey is available, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, we could certainly go for Sam Laporta, Dalton Kincaid. We got some options here. Yeah. Um, the tight end pool is deep. We didn't take the usual suspects there. Um, you know, the the thing like the Green Bay one would make us probably different. I just feel like a lot of teams probably have Nico and probably have um, maybe Rasheed Rice, but not as many teams have Rasheed Rice. Like if we pick the right Green Bay guy, a lot of teams don't have him. That could help us. But again, do we see Green Bay advancing? I'm unsure. Whereas I feel like there's probably a better chance of even though I'd probably pick the Bills, I could see the Chiefs winning that game. Um, and Nico Collins, even in a loss, I could still see him having a massive one. So I'd probably say I like Rice. I like Nico Collins in terms of tight ends. Uh, Laporta, you know, like he's banged up wearing that knee break, still scored a touchdown. I feel like Laporta next week, even a little bit healthier, he'll be involved more. I'm okay with Laporta. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm good with, with those, that, that group, um, Kelsey, I'm unsure of, I just, uh, I wish Kelsey had a bigger game. It wouldn't have a bad game, but I wish Kelsey was, um, you know, his usual self, which would make things a lot easier. I know you're saying I, I say uh, we either play Nico Collins or the Houston Texans defense. I'll sign up a Nico right now if you want him. All right, let's do Nico. So Nico, you're in. Just All a right. big, big body, so hard to cover. I, I, I think he's going to have a good game no matter what. He's so good. Okay, now I think for running back, we've basically narrowed it down to I don't. It's between. If if we don't want to have to pick between the Lions, then we take Laporta and the Flex. Hmm. And then we pick like Aaron Jones or um, Rashad White for running back. Well, I, I kind of like that. Like that? Yeah. I just feel like a lot of teams probably have Gibbs and Jones right now. And if we go with the Rashad White route and he has a big game or they upset them, then we look then like I'm cool with making a, um, you know, kind of a non, you know, an unorthodox pick. Again, we have to, you know, zig whenever else zag. So I'm, I'm cool with that one. And All plus right, with so Laporta's got- injury, he's probably not picked as much as, as he would have been. We got Laporta. And now we just have to fill one running back, one flex and one defense from what we have left. Okay. So flex wise. Uh, Rishi Rice, uh, we could go for uh, someone random from the Packers like Romeo Dubs or Jaden Reed. Hope he has a, you know, game this week. We could double up and do Chris Godwin if, you know, the, the matchup is right for the Bucks. certainly. Um, we could be random and go like Shakir. He's kind of been good lately mm-hmm. with no Gabe Davis. If we want to be random and we believe in Josh Allen. We could go with Diggs. And assume they get back on track. Hmm. Oh, man. I do like... Dubs and Rice put up the most points last I was just going to say, I like between Dubs and Rice, I do like both of them. 
but I would not be what happens if like dubs is not the guy next week. That's the thing. Right. But then, That's but then, the problem with Green if we, Bay. If we gamble on him and he is the guy again, and a lot of teams don't have him, then we come off as the real winners. That's like kind of how I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. So I like, go- I, I like dubs or rice. I don't know which one you're leaning towards. Um, if it, I mean, I wish there was a way to see how many teams had. <laughs> I think rice if and- it's, I think if it's going to be a shootout between Buffalo and Kansas city, rice has to be involved. Totally. Without a doubt. But the upside more contrarian play is for to assume that dubs will be involved in some kind of an upset versus the Niners. Yeah. The question is, will there just be as much passing in that game in general? Like, like what's the game total right now? Um, the game total on the green Bay SF uh, game is 15 and a half. So they expect some scoring because the, Packer, the, um, the defense, the, the back end of the Niners defense hasn't been as strong as years past. So there is a possibility of that. They um, expect more scoring in Packers Niners than they doing in chiefs bucks right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Texans Ravens has the lowest total of the week. Yeah. So then maybe run 44. Yeah. Do you want to? I'm just nervous about picking dubs and it's not him, but I am too. But if he does go off and a lot of teams may not have him, then we'll be in a better spot. That's I'm just yeah. again, uh, I'm if we want to go the safe route, I'm fine with that. I just don't know how much the contrarian route will help us. If, if it does. you mean the safe route of Rice or the yeah. safe route of, yeah, yeah, I think Rice definitely is the has the higher floor. I think he has the higher floor too. Mm-hmm. And if they advance, then we have a piece of that, sure. Um, Josh Allen game, which we would have lost Josh Allen at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. However, if um, the Packers advance, we will have lost Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah. Oh. Eh. All right. You want to go dubs? Let's go contrarian. Go dubs. Dubs it is. And then we just need a running back and a defense. And that means we can't use Aaron Jones. So then we have. Uh... Let me hit refresh here. So we could still take one of the, we can't take one of the lines, right? Wait a second. It is letting us use Aaron Jones. We can use Aaron Jones. Okay. We can use Aaron Jones and Romeo Doves. Hmm. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, if that works, I'll go with that. Let's do that. Okay. Defense. Well, like you said, the lowest total is Baltimore, uh, Houston. We can't use Texans, Green Bay, or Detroit uh, Lions, according to this software, which is starting to confuse me. <laughs> um, so, you know, CJ Stroud doesn't throw interceptions, so I feel like there may not be as much upside for the Ravens, even though the score stays low. Right. Uh, the Niners, I feel like, m- might be the way to go. If they let us use it, will they let us use it? I'd be okay with the Niners. Let's go Niners. They will let us use it. Okay. Which also makes me rethink a couple other things. Do we want instead of Sam Laporta or Romeo Dubs to have someone like, oh no, because we probably can only have two Niners. I was just thinking about Debo. Oh yeah. Let's try it. Let's see if it says he's available. Yeah, we can't. We can only have two. I guess you can have three from whoever was in the previous round, and you can only have two from whoever's okay. starting this week. So okay. That's how. Okay. So we've got uh, Lamar, Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Isaiah Pacheco, Aaron Jones, Nico Collins, Amon Ra, Sam Laporta, Mike Evans, Romeo Dubs, Houston Texans, kicker, and San Francisco 49ers defense. Mm-hmm. All right. 
couple contrarian plays. Hopefully that'll skyrocket us. Um, you know, excited to see what CMC and Lamar Jackson do. Excited to see how Josh Allen follows up his uh, great wild card round. So I'm feeling pretty good about this team. And for those that got eliminated, still had some decent games out of guys. So seeding Lamp, Puga. Um, I like this roster. Hopefully no one else picked uh, that went the route that we did. Yeah, this is one of those ones where like you look at your points now, but they really don't mean anything because a lot of the people that have a ton of points, they got them from Dak and Jake Ferguson mm-hmm. and they're not going to get yeah. any more. Mm-hmm. Da- I mean, they did well to get that many points and get to start over. They're still in a good spot, but there's a lot more flexibility because right. they won't get the multiplier. So should we, you know, make it all the way through multiplying Josh Allen and or Amon Ra, then, or even, the, who knows, the Texans kicker. You never know. Mm-hmm. It could mm-hmm. end up really, really paying off. So fingers crossed. That's where we are in this league. Um, so we'll keep you guys updated. we got a couple more weeks to go. We're also picking every single game of the postseason at extra points. So you can see all of our picks. And the race is getting tight at the top. Yeah, it really is. Um, Toby had a, a struggle this week. He went two and four like myself. Um, Mark, you went four, four and two, and Mark went three and three. So you guys are all the top three. You are all that right there. Myself, Dave, and Hench all tied the same record. I believe Brett's in fourth place there. So um, most of us at the network are above 500. We're, we're picking right. But that was a, a strange, that was a tough wild card weekend. Um, a lot of, I think the entire network picked the Steelers to cover and they did not. I believe Martin was the only person on the Lions and the Rams covered. So that was a that was a tough one there. And um, you know, obviously a lot of a lot of us had Dallas laying the touchdown and a half and um, you know, uh, Green Bay covered. So most people uh, had Cleveland too, I think. I mean Yeah, a lot of Cleveland. Yep. Yeah. Um I just at, at at the end of the pod, we always like to give out a few player props. And believe it or not, there's one or there's player props that have been released early. And I've just been looking into them, you know, in a preliminary way. And I just want to drop a couple things for you guys to think about. These lines will change. But one thing that's interesting to me is the George Kittle over receiving yards prop. Let me tell you why. Green Bay has struggled versus the tight end all season, allowing more than 50 yards per game and seven total touchdowns during the regular season. And last week, We saw them allow three touchdowns and 93 yards on 10 catches to Jake Ferguson. So I think they're going to be so worried about Debo and CMC and Brandon Ayuk that Kittle is going to get some, not just check down passes, but some, some schemed passes from Brock Purdy. And I like him to go over his receiving yards prop. He's averaged 64 receiving yards per game, and he's gone over this prop in 10 games during the regular season, 10 of 16 games, which he played. So I like that one. I also like um, a couple of props from the Texans Ravens game. I've just only been looking at the Saturday game so far, but Last week, we mentioned the CJ Stroud prop for plus 120, and Mm -hmm. it did cash you through three touchdowns. Well, it's a much bigger payout this week. It's plus 145 for him to throw two touchdowns. And I understand why, because the Ravens pass defense has been really good, and they didn't allow CJ Stroud any touchdowns the first week of the season. But here are the quarterbacks the Ravens have allowed two or more touchdowns to. Matt Stafford, Tua Tagovailoa, Josh Dobbs, and an injured Joe Burrow. Right now, I put C.J. Stroud up there. And if we think that it's going to be a game where the Texans are playing from behind, he's going to have to throw. And let's face it, that's just the way the Texans score. They don't score with Devin Singletary, though I do think Devin Singletary has a good game too, and I would take the over on his yards. I, I think it will have to be, even with an implied total of just 18, which is all they're giving Texas right now in, in Vegas. Mm-hmm. 
I think there's still two passing touchdowns possible for CJ in there. For the payout, it's worth it, is my point. You know, like basically 150% of your investment, I'm willing to do it. And then on the other side of this, I'm going to take the under for Lamar's rushing yards because not one time have the Texans allowed all year this prop. Hmm. Nobody, nobody's gotten there. The most anyone ever had was Kyler Murray. He had 51. Next up was like Russell Wilson with 44. And in fact, when they faced Lamar Jackson in week one, he had 38 rushing yards. And on top of that, Lamar Jackson himself has gone under in nine of 16. Like, I just don't think that's how they're using Lamar right now. And I think people want to believe that about Lamar. And that number is, is where people will take a lot of over for some reason, but I, I've got the under here. I think the odds are, are heavier. I think it should be juiced to the under, but it's not. You're getting minus one fifteen on either side. So wow, love that. Um, yeah, a, a couple other ones that I was looking at just based purely on the the payout, uh, which I thought was interesting. It was Josh Allen uh, just Josh Allen just score touchdowns plus a hundred. Um, you're getting plus yeah. money for Josh Allen. I played and, that uh, last week. Yep. Yeah. It's so, the easiest prop ever. I, I love that one. Obviously, we're we're biased here because we're rooting for him on both of our teams. Um, and another one that I don't love the first touchdown score because I think a lot of wacky things could happen. But if there was a guy to score a first touchdown who's been very consistent all year long, who scored the most touchdowns all year long uh, on the 49ers, none other than Christian McCaffrey. Again, we do have him on our teams. It's plus 280 for him to be the first touchdown score. I just think, again, for that pad alone, I, I like it a lot just because, you know, they're going to feed him. Well, it's the only way to bet that prop. And here's why I looked up an anytime touchdown for Christian McCaffrey today, minus 550. You have to lay yeah, so bad. $550 to make a hundred, or you can lay a hundred dollars for the potential to make 18. And right. if you lose, it's going to be the most painful $18 you tried to make. Mm-hmm. So don't take an anytime touchdown. If you're going to take one, then get the two and a half times payout because you're right. The odds are obviously when is that heavily juiced that Christian McCaffrey is going to have some sort of a touchdown, then take it for first or take it for last, whatever you mm-hmm. want to do. But first would be the way I would go to and, and, and have some fun. So I agree. Like that's the only way to play that prop is go, mm-hmm. go for first touchdown. Just go for it. Yeah. The, the odds are too good. And for a guy that's going to always get the ball, whether running or you know receiving, um, and you know, he's going to be involved one way or the other. I also like to, again, he rested Elijah Mitchell was in from he's nice and healthy now. Um, hopefully knock on wood. So that, that, those are just two that just jumped out at me seeing plus money on those props. Uh, I would take both those. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, guys, it's been another awesome episode of waiver wired, or at least we like to tell ourselves that hope you've been enjoying it. we got a couple more weeks of this podcast and ahead just to preview what's ahead. Don't forget we will be picking Super Bowl props, and that will likely include our national national anthem prop. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. We're going to update you next week on our fantasy postseason scores. Hopefully, we can stay competitive in the podcast lead league and um, run it back because we won it last year. So our fingers are crossed. In the meantime, be sure to follow Lemon Pepper Parlay, Trendy, Minus 3, Extra Points, Covered in Glory, all the other podcasts on the network, and follow us on YouTube as well. And we'll talk to you guys next week. (laughs) 